0: After further review, I, myself, Derek Lawson here with Frank Bashner here. And uh, Frank, we'll get started. You like this music I've been playing?
1: Yeah, I do. Mm. That's good stuff. Kind of a, almost kind of feels like the um, that old school NBA jam feel to it. It is, actually. Oh, really? It is. Yes, It's off of
0: Michael Jordan's play, playground. It's Michael Allen and Jan Baxter, the outhouse. Hmm. <laughs> Really, really great video, by the way. I actually watched it on YouTube, it's from the uh, late 80s, early 90s. Cinematography is late 80 ish, so it's kind of weird watching it. I was so fascinated as a child watching Michael Jordan's playground. Now that I watch it, it's kind of like
1: this is kind of cheesy. What's yeah. wrong? Yeah, I'm not, wasn't hearing much coming through my headphones. So. Yeah,
0: it's something I think there's something going on with the headphone. Can you hear it now through the headphone system?
1: Yeah, still nothing. Still nothing. So try it now. I'm. A, I'm still not. I'm still not hearing anything. for about now? Oh, I can hear myself. I just. Good. Can't. Yeah, you're supposed to hear yourself. Yeah, it's just that. It just kind of seems like it's turned way down. You know, yeah. I got turned all the way up. You no, know, turn turn my headphones up. What comedy skit is that off of? <laughs> oh, wait, oh, wait, I actually had the volume on the headphones turned down. <laughs> Oh, Jeez, I feel like a dumbass.
0: You're not a dumbass, Frank. <laughs> you just franked it up, though. <laughs> oh
1: Jesus, that's that's one that's done in the basement for a long <laughs> time. Yeah, that, that is a that's a. <laughs> Blew
0: it right off. The uh,
1: that, that's. Uh, I don't think that's uh, blow the dust off. That's take the vacuum cleaner. Yeah,
0: remember uh, when Frank was a student here at University of Toledo? Uh, good old John Ida Miller, one of the great teachers uh, here, said Frank used to frank it up. <laughs> I, I still wonder if he's if that's still used. It probably is. He probably, probably has a picture so. of you and says if you screw this up, you franked it up. So,
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, the picture of it, the picture of him don't break this up.
0: Exactly. So Frank, give us an update on the Misha well, Sports. You told me you told me some interesting stuff. I, I didn't know this. I thought you guys were going right away, but tell me what's going on.
1: Well, first off, uh, so I kinda while we were away, hey, football, volleyball, and girls swimming and diving all resumed. Mm-hmm. Eight man football resumed. Yeah. So and this weekend they're having their eleven man football finals and I'll start off with some scores there in the even numbered divisions that took place yesterday. In Division 2, to no one's surprise, Muskegon Mona Shores was a repeat winner there, 25 mm-hmm. 19 over Warren D. LaSalle. Oh, Warren D. LaSalle lost? Oh, yeah, that, well, okay. uh, D. LaSalle is a bit of a good story because last year they had their season ended by a pretty bad hazing incident okay. that resulted in the termination of their head coach, and a few others. So, I mean, it's a good bounce back for the Pilots. It's kind of just after way things ended and getting back, but they just ran to a buzzsaw in Mona Shores. In, words, in Division 4, okay. I, well, of course, I, I picked Mona Shores to win D2 on Friday Night Victors. Well, all three of us did. Mm-hmm. That was a pretty obvious pick. Right. I was the only one to get the Division 4 winner, well that would be Detroit Country Day. Since the turn of the century, they had been runner. They had been a bridesmaid five times, but never the bride. Well, they finally get it done, and they win with defense. Thirteen nothing over Cadillac in heck, Crack. Last night. okay. Cadillac. And yeah. <laughs> Division Six, this one this one Chris and Gary both got. They took Montague who beat Clinton forty to fourteen? Clinton actually had made a nice run to the finals, finals, but again they just Montague was just uh, loaded for bear. Mm-hmm. There, so give a tip of the cap to everyone at Clinton who I know. I've, they've got a good program. I've always had a lot of respect for them. I know a few of their players, mm-hmm. and then in Division Eight, uh, Centerville. Knocked off Ubly, 22 Bagel. Centerville takes their first state title in school history. That's it. those are the even numbered divisions over in and today right. So this is the state championship, right? Yes. I'm gonna see if I can get an update on division and seven. I'm gonna check have to check Twitter right now. Oh, so because it was 35 uh, 7 at halftime. Mm-hmm. I'm, New Lothrop was leading Traverse City St. Francis. So actually, it's been cut to 35 21, 9 08 to go in the fourth. So that one's not quite done yet. Mm-hmm. Other games going on. on. After this one, we'll have the Division I state championship. My pick to win it all, Davison. Mm-hmm. This was, and this was before that their quarterback left to go enroll early at Northwestern. They've still been finding ways to get done. They'll be playing West Bloomfield, who's headlined by University of Michigan commit Donovan Edwards, who's a running back. Mm-hmm. Then well, Division 5, the reigning champs in D5, and well, actually, the reigning champions in Division 4, who dropped down to Division 5, Grand Rapids Catholic Central, will be he playing Frankenmuth, and and then the nightcap will be D. Witt against River Rouge. <laughs> D. Witt. <laughs> or D. Watt, as Mick McCabe refers to them in his son of Swami picks. Mm-hmm. I had I actually picked Grand Rapids Catholic Central to win it all in D5. And I picked Rouge to win it all in D3. Right. Fun, A little bit of a fun story uh, that was shared to me from Chris Schultz. Share it to me. Share it. Share it. He sent me his river rouge hype video that somebody put together and he said play at the 121 mark and i did and i was like i heard him talking then apparently they played a soundbite of me saying that river rouge was the equivalent of alabama mm-hmm. in division three right. high school football in michigan alabama wow. well yeah because if you want to beat them you pretty much have to have everything together right. and play a damn near perfect game. Mm-hmm. And then some. I mean, I, I I basically said that because, for one, I I have a ton of respect for Corey Parker, their head coach. They're very talented, and their starting quarterback made the all-name team that I did a couple weeks back. Mm-hmm. Heck, So I guess I thought that was pretty cool that Rouge did that. So I guess I'm kind of on their radar now. Right. Oh, you're on their radar. <laughs> yeah, well, they discovered things I said about them, but I guess they said, "Hey, Frank, saying some good stuff about us." What'd so. you say, Frank? I, well, I, well, I and they saw it on what kind of platform? It was basically, I think it was audio from a Zoom from a Zoom call that Chris put on YouTube when we were kind of previewing the playoffs and mm-hmm. stuff. Were you talking that stuff? No. Well, I mean, we're just kind of like. I think I was just mentioning who was the best team in Division Three. I said, well, it was. I believe it's River Rouge. They won it all last year. They got a lot of talent back, and they were my pick to win it all again. So, mm-hmm. and I've said it time and time again. I believe Corey Parker is one of the best coaches in the state of Michigan. Oh, uh, and their head coach, I got a ton of respect team, for this him. This is
0: the team that's the Alabama of D three, right? Yes, that's a that's a big thing to say.
1: Yeah, I mean they're they're bit they're. they're they're big up front, they're physical, they play they play disciplined, detail oriented football. Oh, and I mean when you're playing against them, you've gotta have all your you've gotta have it all together. Mm-hmm. In order to do that, I mean look, if you and if you don't, you're not gonna win. Case in point. See what Alabama did in the college football playoff to Notre Dame and to Ohio State. Well, was it was it really detailed football?
0: Or was it the fact that they had just had more talent?
1: Well, I mean, they did have they were insanely talented. Mm-hmm. I would have liked to ask David this because I start I'm starting to think that the not this year's Alabama team, but probably the Alabama team that won it all. Not the not the year they they had previously won it all over Georgia, but the year after that were are they starting to enter the same stratosphere as two thousand one miami in terms of in terms of talent in terms of guys who are going to the n f l right because look' of this year's team. You, you see what they have with Mac Jones, Devontae Smith, Najee Harris, Alex Leatherwood, uh, Dylan Moses, the linebacker, Patrick Sertan, one of their defensive backs. But you look at the guys from years past like Jerry Judy, Henry Ruggs, uh, even this year's team, Jalen Waddell, who kind of was a forgotten man due to injury, and other, other guys in their line, too. They're, who, how much NFL talent they've put out... And you got to remember that Devontae Smith—he was kind of a forgotten man. Mm-hmm. And after last year's wide receiver core had, you had Rugs and Judy. Everyone was looking at them, and you still—and everyone kind of forgets about Devontae Smith when he was the one who caught the game-winning touchdown pass against Georgia. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I didn't mean to get off on this crazy tangent, but since we were kind of comparing River Rouge to Alabama, basically, just because if you're playing a team like that you got to have everything together right and you got to be and you can't make mistakes so mean you know, it was just basically what i said uh, out of respect right for rouge so oh those are games that are happening and also oh quick shout out to Monroe St Mary's Catholic Central volleyball they took home another state championship Who last did? W- Monroe St. Mary's Catholic Central. Wow, they took another one home. So yep. volleyball's done. Yes, volleyball's finished. Swimming and diving has finished. And football still has a couple of weeks. Well, except football. Eight-man. Football is no eight man finished done. last weekend. Yep, uh, Went Christian ended up winning their division in eight man. Mm-hmm. That, that's not so, bad. Hats off to them. Weren't they? But some teams wasn't. It wasn't it. Eleven man and eight man were playing in indoor stadiums. Um. Actually, they were mm-hmm. some of the, the legacy center up in Brighton was being used. Right, I, saw I think that, they which used that. Kind of weird. It was almost it basically, if you think about
0: it, it's kind of like the Fetterman's uh, center with the Rockets
1: used. Yeah, just not a lot, not a lot of seating there. But they couldn't use the normally. Eight Man uses the Superior Dome mm-hmm. up in Marquette at Northern Michigan University, but that wasn't available. Well, here we go for Linaweaver Christian. Okay, keep going. So so anyways, we kind of shift our attention from football wrapping up to the next group of sports to start, and that's the winner. Okay. Now, and and this is something that I'm just going to come out and say, I've been frustrated with the way everything has been handled. I'm not pointing a finger at Governor Whitmer. I'm not going to point a finger at Mark Ewell. I'm not going to point a finger at the Department of Health and Human Services. But what I am going to say is every one of the powers that be bears some form of the blame mm-hmm. across the board. It's not one person and over the other. I think it's, it's all – I spread it out equally for not being able to get this done. Because when we were put on pause back in November, couldn't start basketball practice. And it was going to be, they said three weeks. Then push it back again. And again. And again. And then it gets to the point where we could start practicing in January. And I'm thinking, we'll have nine days to start our where we can start having games. Well... Department of Health and Human Services says we're extending this current thing till February 1st. Now, and we get another revised schedule for basketball coming out. So I'm thinking, well, okay, that's four games that we have to reschedule. At least we're going to have a little bit more time to get stuff in. Some of our offenses, our defenses, and things like that. So yesterday comes the announcement that indoor dining can resume in Michigan. That's right, on Monday, right? February 1st? Yes. Okay, yeah. Now, and you know what? That's something that I'm very pleased with. I know a lot of people who work at family-owned restaurants. Yeah. Then you. Can I free, I frequent some of them. Mm-hmm. But isn't, it like, isn't it like Tom's Garage or Pete's Garage? Pete's Garage is one of them. Sidelines. The, uh, yeah, Sidelines in Lambertville, which I believe Sidelines is owned by former Bedford great Jerry Edmondson. Okay. I frequent that one plus I know a couple others who work there. And I, well, of course I've also visited the sidelines in Sylvania a couple mm-hmm. times and also the one in Mom- North Toledo. There's one in Maumee. Yeah, Maumee I've i had been to like a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. Oh, but I I will go to places like that and trying to help sm- and I've been an advocate of helping small ra- small family-owned restaurants. Right. Heck, I've even donated to the Barstool Sports Fund which Dave Portnoy has said, you know, we're going to – everything we get donated here, we're going to contribute to some family-owned restaurants. And it's not just going to be in New York. There's some in Michigan who have mm-hmm. – he's helped out too. In fact, Dave has actually bet in this state with the launch of online betting in Michigan, mm-hmm. the Barstool Sportsbook that's opened up at Greektown Casino. Right. Um, so, I mean, I have been <clears throat> trying to do – I've." done a little bit of my share to help out but all that aside (laughs) lost in the shuffle of all the excitement that indoor dining was going to resume everyone's Mm -hmm. happy about that no contact sports until february 21st wow so explain
0: that this is weird because it's by the end of by the middle of february really the season's ending wrapping up for high school sports
1: exactly especially in Ohio when it seems like their districts for girls start at Mm -hmm. like the last week of February or close to it. Mm -hmm. I don't really understand this. And people – because how can you have a contact sport in football going on right now where there – which in my view, there's a lot more close contact than in basketball – so mm-hmm. you just got – sorry. I'm just, this whole thing has just been so frustrating to me. And yet you say, oh, we can't do basketball, can't do wrestling, can't do ice hockey, can't do competitive cheer. And I know that – do competitive cheer. I mean
0: usually cheer. Yeah, it's close, but it's kind of a distancing. I guess my question is this. Michigan is seeing what all the other states are doing. Ohio has pretty much done their basketball season. Obviously, the hiccup with the Lucas County Health Department has kind of hurt teams in this area where things have been getting pushed back. But most of the state has pretty much been playing since November. And most teams are at their 13th, 14th, 15th game for girls, boys around their 8th or ninth, 10th game and the season's going to be wrapping up here in another month or so, especially for girls. you got girls got about three more weeks, boys have about four more weeks. Why is Michigan pushing everything back, and what's really the plan after February? Because then you got baseball and spring sports coming up right around the corner. Well, what's what's their theory on this? Are you only going to play ten basketball games, or is center sports are just going to be compact and that's it? I mean, something's not adding up here. What's the theory or the thought on this?
1: Well— my thought is no, they no. Did the what's ra- the theory? They...
0: Their thought first. I okay. want to hear your thought. But what is? What have you heard? That what is? What is? I don't because something's not making sense here. Make it make sense.
1: Well, there's a a lot been made about the rapid testing program that they said for they set aside for volleyball, swimming, and football, and they had and students had to be tested three times a week. Mm-hmm. And I even heard Mark Yule, the head of the MHSAA, say. I came back with a ninety nine point eight percent negativity rate. Right. So, if there was a po- so not so you can't really say, oh well, it's contributing to a spread of COVID when you have hard evidence that it isn't. There's probably some isolated cases here and there, but right. there's no huge outbreak. Mm-hmm. And then the other. Side I, And I want to choose my words carefully here because I don't want to make it sound like that I'm, I'm making false accusations. Mm-hmm. This is something I have heard. It is not me just spitting things. It's not something I necessarily believe. But the theory from others is that Mark Ewell was able to push for fall sports because his son plays for DeWitt football team. Make of that what you will. I mean, I've shared that with others, and I seemingly get the clutching of the pearls. How dare you say that?
0: The clutching of the pearls.
1: Yeah. Now, keep one. in mind, I have not said anything derogatory about Mark. Have I been entirely pleased with the way he's handled things? No. And I get it. It's not solely on him. But again, I still believe he, sh- he does deserve his fair share of criticism. Right. It, it makes sense. But also when I see a video of him on Fox Sports Detroit going one on in a one-on-one interview with Johnny Kane. Mm-hmm. And Johnny goes and asks him, like, says, hey, you got your son's playing in later tonight. And... I, As a dad, you've obviously got some nerves going on, and I couldn't help but notice that Mark seemed to want to beat around the bush with his answer, mm-hmm. which does kind of make me wonder something. if he's up to something. Again, I'm not accusing Mark of doing anything nefarious. Mm-hmm. Don't take that, people. This is just an observation I made. I understand if you got a kid who's playing. I mean, you could at least – you the better answer you could have said was, I mean, look, later tonight I'm going to take in the game as a dad, as a fan. That's it. But he, he tried to make it seem like, oh, now we're making this about my son. Mm-hmm. No. You were being asked uh, to give an answer uh, just – Put, all, put your titles aside. We're asking you, as a parent and a fan, what your thought is. We're not asking you what your thought is as the executive director. But the fact that he seemingly tried to dodge uh-huh. and beat around the bush with his answer, that does leave me with more questions than answers. Right. And again, like I said... Nobody should take this as me accusing Mark of doing anything nefarious or abusing his power. I'm not saying that because I don't have any proof. It's just I'm not really to put it politely – not entirely pleased with the way he handled things on TV. Right. That's, that's all I'm going to say hmm. about that. So, so what's the plan here? Well, we're still allowed to have, quote-unquote, non-contact practice, which...
0: But the, 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 what, how are you going to do the schedule, though? I mean, okay, because I, I did see you do the non-contact uh, practice, and you were DJing. Yeah, were uh, yeah I some, was... You were playing some Notorious, too. Yeah, I was, playing, I was playing some Biggie for him. Why, was that a request, or did you put that in
1: there? I said, you know what, I've... So today, so why were you
0: DJing at a, at a at a at a practice? I was just
1: playing some music for him to have during warm-ups and during a couple mm-hmm. of drills. Mm-hmm. No so me- what? So what is um, what is the uh, uh, non-contact mean? It mean, see, that's what I would like to know because does it mean you can only do drill work? Probably, but the thing is, we've got look. We have to run, we have to get these guys running some plays, learn all stuff for... Is that what you were playing? Oh, no, not that one. I think I was playing, I think I was playing Hypnotize. Oh, you are playing Hypnotize, okay. Yeah. And I think I also played Going Back to Cali. Oh,
0: really? So, basically, you you guys are doing what we kind of did in the summer in Ohio, where... It, it was non-contact. You couldn't scrimmage or anything like that. So basically, you're doing Mike and drills, shooting drills, ball handling drills, basically stations. You're going well.
1: You know, we, do that, we do that. We in stations. warm up. I mean, we and all, I mean, also when we put a when we put plays in, we basically have them. Air. Ron has like the, the skeleton where you mm-hmm. put five guys on and we give we give them a play to run, Tell them what they got to do and. See what they can, and see what they can do, because we had to give them a test over it, see how well they retain the information. Because we, like, we got a bunch of plays we got to run. Our, our man offenses, as we, we've got in, we're working on getting our zone offenses put in. How many plays does Jordan really run, though? <laughs> I would have to say he's got—I'd have to look at the play sheet, but I'd know that we've got probably, in total, oh, at least 30 plays on there. Because we've got You've got blob, slop. Yeah, yeah, baseline out of bounds, sideline out of bounds. We've got man zone. Man offense, zone offense. We got like uh three press breaks mm. that we run. Mm-hmm. And we also got it's a, we got a couple of uh well the uh baseline we kind of do like underneath our own basket and things like that. What? Also a free break off of a free throw.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah, a, a, basically a secondary break off a made free throw.
1: Yeah, or a miss.
0: Do you have secondary
1: plays or nothing? We've he got tra- well, we've got transition. Tran- the secondary. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah, yeah. We've got a, we got stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I mean, and plus defenses were we've had to, we've had to work on a few of them. I mean, obviously, obviously we're we're gonna we ha- we got to work on man to man because you got you got to be able to play man in this in the. Southeastern red, mm. most mostly everybody does that. From well, if you heard. have a good help
0: side man, it really helps with your zone. So as long yeah. as you teach great man principles, your zone. I mean, the
1: cool. okay. zone we've put in has been our ma- our matchup zone, which is like a man. It, I mean, I'm not really sure what you call it. Some say, oh, it's a male. us say it's a, it's a staggered two three, or, or others will say it's a one three
0: one. <laughs> Um, matchup zone, basically whoever has the ball, you have someone matching up and then you're just overplaying in the help basically in the zone. You're you're playing a lot of gap, gap help instead of, it depends on what people play because technically you can kind of morph a pack line into a zone. That's why I kind of like the pack line defense because a lot of teams don't know what you're running and you run pack line. Are they running man or are they running zone? I don't know. If someone's actually guarding the ball, but guys are actually off the ball and playing in the gaps, whereas some uh, traditional in-your-grill defense is more up the line, on the line, in the line of the ball, and you know exactly that they are actually guarding a man. So there's different variations to it, but usually with a matchup, to me a matchup zone is almost like uh, – Extended version of pack line defense. To be honest with you, well, I mean, I think it's kind of got some principles of that. Mm -hmm. You're packing the paint, everything, and but when someone has the ball, you're actually up in them, and then the the pack line is everyone's just really basically on it, and you don't jump. You kind of jump. You don't. You pack line is almost like you you don't really jump to the ball while it's in the air. The person receives it, then you go and close out because you got to stay in. You know packing it in. I mean, that, that's basically what it is. But yeah, there's different variations of it. But like I said, if you play a great man defense, your zone will be on point. Yeah. Always. <laughs> instead of the other way around where people want to play zone and then think it'll apply to man, then you're screwed.
1: Nah, no, you, I I always believe you, you gotta always, you gotta be able to play a man. Mm-hmm.
0: But the thing is, you guys are doing these practices and you can't start till February 21st, so I'm trying to figure out how many games you're gonna play And then when's the tournament going to be? Because if you really think about it, the tournament ends in the middle of March. Well. And you got to get at least 10 to 15 games in.
1: Well, our revised schedule was going to have a start on February 5th. Right, which is right around the corner. Yeah. And then we were going to end the regular season on February 20th. And then district play would start the week of... Excuse me. March 20th is when the season was good at. Regular season was good end. March 23rd would have been uh, the week of that would be and districts with our championship being on March 27th. Right. Now, an, inter- an interesting thing about that, that's actually around the time when baseball has regular season games scheduled. So now you've kind of got a rhubarb if you've got guys who play baseball. Baseball as well. Hell, are they gonna? What? What are they gonna do? Mm-hmm. Are they gonna stick around and finish basketball, or are they gonna say no? I'm gonna go play baseball. I mean, I'll, I'll reference our team. We Brandon Nye, our point guard, is a Division One baseball player. He's going to Oakland University. Mm-hmm. He and what's? I mean, I don't really. I wouldn't want to be in his shoes. Mm-hmm it was for when time comes. Of course I haven't seen the varsity baseball schedule, but that Saturday I happen to have a freshman doubleheader I have to do. Right. So I mean like your freshman at JV, I mean they're going to be they're going to pro they'll be able to go no problem because they don't play in the postseason unless you get a couple of them called up as what I call the black aces mm. where they're just kind of practicing with varsity and working as a scout team and things like that. Right. So when I saw that, I was like, okay, this might be an issue with that. I realized my doubleheader that day is at Navarre Field in Monroe, and the district is at Monroe High School. So not not all bad on my end, but let's say for the sake of argument that – you have an official who is working the district championship game that night but they also have to go and do a baseball a varsity baseball doubleheader let's say in or a JV doubleheader in and around the Jackson area because well well one of my assigners uh, Dan Jeffrey senior he kind of he assigns for the southeast for the southeastern conference red and white divisions and Jackson is one of the schools that he assigned that he's signed for or I believe so what if you got to go out there do a doubleheader and then you're pretty much having to r- hurry up get back to Monroe change and all that hat hat and do a championship game. Pretty tough,
0: isn't it? Oh yeah, yeah. So we're gonna wrap this up because uh, you know we're going on tangents here. So yeah. what do you what do, what do you see is gonna be the final thing that's gonna happen? For one, is it for sure that
1: you can start the twenty first? Is that a for sure? That's what it is right now. But given the way that the powers that be like to change their mind every time the wind changes directions, I just don't I just don't really know what I can say anymore.
0: Mm. Sound like you're really frustrated, Frank. Uh, hopefully the season co- goes off without a hitch. Um, it's 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 been it's been an interesting uh, um, year, so to speak. But we're we're moving through it, and like I said, we're moving through this segment. Hopefully you guys get the 12 to 15 games in and at least compete state tournament. I know you guys are very frustrated, and I think the most frustrating thing I think with this whole epidemic or pandemic is that all states are doing their different things and especially for you guys you guys are getting cheated because you're watching ohio and we're just going along playing games and still being safe let's be honest it's a virus almost everybody's going to possibly get this virus at some point you're going to get it and now hopefully you survive from it and it is a high survival rate unless you have underlying conditions but the fact of the matter is I think what I can I see your frustration and I think a little bit of frustration for me is that the powers that be in Michigan are trying to halt the, your life. And you, you can't do that. You just can't. I mean, through the test of time, every generation has gone through a pandemic. I mean, the last time we had a pandemic like this was over 100 years ago and there was different variants, variant strains of this. And you just had to keep moving and and, and, and moving on. It, it just it is. You're not trying to be insensitive or anything like that but you can't be putting your life on hold or doing this stuff here with these kids especially in sports where it is taken the virus is taken very seriously and they're taking all the precautions not to get sick and i just think that michigan was a little too strict with with things i i think ohio i think has done a really good job at least considering what's going on with the virus but yet knowing that You still got to live your life. And I think DeWine has done a great balance with that. Now, some people might disagree with me and say, no, I think DeWine's overstepped his boundaries. They don't like the curfew, blah, 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 whatever. But you could be living in
1: Michigan where, you know, how long have diners been closed? Months. Yeah, since November. It's only been open for carryout. And the only places that are open is if you do outdoor dining in a tent or the igloo yeah, it's just, it just
0: ridiculous. And for the fact of the matter is, okay, I'm glad you got volleyball in. I'm glad you got football in. need to start out basketball, but it, this is just a trickle-down effect, especially with baseball uh, coming up and spring sports coming up. I, I think the powers that be need to have some sense. Like, for instance, I'm really frustrated with what the Lucas County Health Department did. What, what did, what did. what did you accomplish by shutting down sports for 38 days? Because teams are still—the virus is still hitting teams. You should just let them play, get their games in. If there was a virus outbreak, we, we, we quarantined for two weeks. Now you got a gap where you can reschedule games where people get well. The vaccine is coming out. But to do this now, and now to the point where kids want to play games, now it's because it wasn't a state thing, it was only for the county. Now teams are trying to cram in games, one. Two, now OSHA has gotten into a, a rule where now you can play two games within a 24-hour time span. So there's going to be some teams that might play a morning session against the team, then travel and play an evening session. Now, kids are used to it because, obviously, most kids, if you play basketball, and you're serious about basketball. You, you, you play AAU, right? Yeah. So with that being said, that could be possible, but it shouldn't have even gotten to that point. And I just think that, you know, some of these states— Some of these counties, I think, just went overboard and some of the other counties said, hey, this is what we're doing. I think the word of the day is or the quote of the day is make it make sense. And I think sometimes some people just don't make sense. I think politics get involved. And I think also uh, there's a power struggle or people power tripping over this. And this is where. The, uh, the conflict comes, and I think in Michigan that's what it's been. It's been politics, people are probably being afraid that, oh, well, we're going to get sued, and people just trying to flex their power with, with the power that they have. They don't really care about the – I don't think no one cares about the kids. I don't really think – is, this has is gone to the point where people don't even care about people's safety. It's a matter of we're trying to protect our own pockets and how can I look out for my own political views and beliefs and how do I look for possibly when I get re-election. That's it. That's what This, this is what I think it's boiled down to.
1: Yeah. <clears throat> and, of course, with the uh, rapid testing program, they only want – they only said, oh, we're going to do it for high school – We're only going to do it for the fall sports, but we're not going to do it for winter, right? which doesn't really make any sense at all.
0: No, it never does make any sense. But you've been listening to 88.3 WKT's After Further Review. You can always listen to us normally, 1130 to 130 here. We started off a little bit late. But if you missed the show and our segments, you can always go back to our Facebook page, After Further Review. Sports page. We've got the live feed up or our segments on SoundCloud and on iTunes under After Further Review. And then we also post them up on our Twitter page, AFR Sports Show, all of them with the picture of Frank Basher and the horse's head. When we return, David is itching with his winners and losers. We're talking some NFL. Um, he did call in. Uh, he'll probably have to call back, but uh, we'll be doing all that next year on 88.3 WHTs after further review. Rock on out to this hypnotize this is what you were playing at the practice yeah okay we'll be back after this